thrilled this day to have a man of God with us serving in the Holy Land. He has been in the ministry and he has been serving for a long time. God has used him immensely and it is Dr. Khmer. An empty tomb, so there is hope because he was raised, we also will be raised and will be with Jesus Christ. And this is the Christian message. We have a savior, we have a friend, and we have hope. Hallelujah. Welcome to Life by Design with Pastor Alistair Smiley. Touching hearts, reaching communities, and changing lives. So get ready to be changed and transformed with one simple message. Jesus Christ saves, heals, and delivers. Be ready to start living your life by design because God has a plan for your life. Life by Design Worship Center. God's Favorite Place presents Vision 2020. Renovate to facilitate by creating a center of excellence to train, to mentor young people and leaders from all walks of life. A new immigrants training center, a healthy lifestyle camp, a Smiley Resource Library, and a Life by Design Cafe, a place of food, fun, and creativity for the whole family. Help us build the center of excellence with your financial contribution for a brighter and better future for all. Giving for life. Leaving a legacy. Investing in the future. Fulfilling the mandate. Everyone doing their part. Teamwork. Together, everyone achieves more. God loves a cheerful giver. Give online at www.lbdwc.org. Welcome to Life by Design. As always, God have a plan for your life. But we're very thrilled this day to have a man of God with us serving in the Holy Land. He has been in the ministry and he has been serving for a long time. God has used him immensely. And it is Dr. Khmer and he is going to speak to us and tell us about his ministry RCO ministry in the Holy Land. I want you to help me welcome the man of God. He's going to share with you the word of God and he's going to introduce himself and then we're going to get into some details of how he's serving in the Holy Land. Thank you, Pastor uh, Smiley. I'm happy to be with you today. Uh, my name is Munir Kakish. Uh, I come from the Holy Land and I have been ministering in the Holy Land for the last uh, 40 years. And it's wonderful to know that RCO Ministries in the Holy Land 
is really to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the people. And let me just share a couple things in here from Luke chapter 19, and there where we see Jesus in Jericho. And Jesus, as he was in Jericho, uh, there was a man that needed to see Jesus. His name is Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus really ran ahead of Jesus to see him. And Jericho, I have been in it many times. And I understand uh, the street there, and it's really nice, uh, flat area. And there, Zacchaeus climbed the tree to see Jesus. And what that message to me, as Jesus met Zacchaeus, helps me and to help the people that are hearing us to understand why Jesus came. And here is, he comes to Jericho. And in Jericho, he meets a man. And that man wanted to Jesus. In his heart, he wants to Jesus. My hope that people in these days, these last days, will say, I want to see Jesus. And listen, when, when Jesus saw him on the tree, he said, come down. And I want to stay with you. I want to talk to you. And he did. And this message in Luke chapter 19, from verse 1 to 10, tells me, we have a Savior that saves us from our sins, saves us from our wickedness. And then when he saves us through his blood, through his cleansing blood, we realize that we have a friend, and we all need friends. And he becomes not just a Savior, but a friend. He walks with us. I love that song that says, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, Amen. and he tells me, I am his own. Amen. And he puts his hand in our hand, and he walks with us in this life, in this troubled life, and what a time to do. Also, this message in Luke chapter 19, the meeting of Jesus with Zacchaeus, not just tells us about a Savior and about a friend, but there is hope. Let me tell you, coming from the Holy Land, what I mean by hope. Go by ahead. hope we mean this. We have an empty tomb there. If you go visit some of the tombs in the Holy Land, for example, in Hebron, where Abraham and Sarah and Jacob tombs, you will find guards guarding the tombs. You go to Rachel. There is an army there at Rachel's tomb in Bethlehem, and so forth. But when you come to Jerusalem, Amen. to the garden tomb where Jesus was laid, we find there an empty tomb. So there is hope because he was raised. We also will be raised and will be with Jesus Christ. And this is the Christian message. We have a savior. We have a friend and we have hope. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I know that that is the same hope you're preaching right now in Israel because you're reaching a lot of life. You're touching not only those who are in the Christian community, but you're touching others outside of the Christian community. Now, I want you, right now, we're going to have the map of uh, describing your location, where you are and where you're serving up. And then we're going to talk about Ramallah um, Church. So if you can just um, describe for us and tell us some more about what you're doing there. Okay, well, I'm really thankful for the Lord who have helped me. And by the way, I graduated from Canadian Bible College in Regina years ago. And then I went to the States and finished my education and really left the States with its goods and all of these in North America, you know. 
but on my heart I wanted to serve the Lord and the Lord really helped me and as you look at the map there is the town of Ramallah Ramallah is only 10 miles of Jerusalem and Ramallah means the hell of God and of course Beit El or Bethel is not far from us where uh, many of those saints in the Old Testament were there and probably even Jesus might have passed through it as he went to Samaria so this is really rich and then we have another church in Ramla, and that is near Ben-Gurion Airport. But let's come up to this church in Ramallah. The church in Ramallah is in the West Bank or in Palestine. And it's because it's so close to Jerusalem, God has helped us to be there. Not too many tours come into it, but this is where God has helped me. And I was raised myself in a Christian boy's home, and that's how I became a Christian, it's through this ministry when I was 10 years old and God have helped me to come back to minister in the very same city that I grew up at and I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior in that town we have an active church if anybody needs a Bible they come to us if a Muslim needs a Bible he knows where to come to even if somebody is sick they come to us and this is an active church that we have many services on Sunday we have a service uh, not just on Sunday but also during the week ladies meetings and we have a summer camp already we have over 100 students have, be, have, have been re-registered for the summer camp uh, during the summer and it goes for three weeks you're like Jesus Jesus served in his community Nazareth where he was brought up so you're serving in a community in which you were brought up now I want you to talk just a little bit more about Ramallah summer camp because during the summer your ministry is impacting lives yes our summer camp is one of our highlights usually I tell my staff just register 50 kids but lately we have so many kids registered already we have hundred kids been uh, accepted and registered with us so they can be with us in the summer camp in June 100 kids imagine that plus we have uh, groups that come and help us from the states or from other areas and also we have volunteers from the church that help us what I like about summer camp these kids when they come they not just play sports and do crafts but they sing and then they have Bible study and it's been wonderful what God is really doing among those children and it's for the children in the church children in community and also we have Muslim kids come and say we want our kids to be with you Muslim, and, uh, Muslim kids yes and and you know what's it's uh, why our camp is so popular there is that extra touch we take care of the kids like they are our own and the people tell us we love our kids coming so they can learn more about stories from the Bible. So it's, this is our summer camp, and it's really wonderful how to see. And it is, it, it is impacting lives. So now, not only are uh, you serving in uh, um, the community, but I want you to talk um, a little bit more about Home of New Life. And just after you finish that, we're going to take a break, and we're going to be right back. So tell us more about new life okay let me just say a little bit something about Ramla Church Ramla Church uh, has been really active and it's south of Ben Gurion Airport just 10 minutes and we have 
young people that really taking over the church. They clean the church, they sing in the church, they worship God. We have many services. They visit the sick, they visit the people. It's been one of the most wonderful churches that I have seen. And it's the, the, the people there, and I have a young man, uh, his name is Shafiq. He can really play instruments and he can preach. And when I am gone, and he can really handle the church. So I'm really thankful. Probably he'll be the next person to pastor the church. Now, Home of New Life, this is about children. Because I grew up in a home, uh, I felt this is my first love. Although I do pastor two churches with three teams helping me in Ramallah and in Ramli and at the home. But I have special love for children, need the children. They really need a home. And this is a home. We give them education. We read the Bible with them. We clothe them. We take care of them medically, uh, spiritually, and in the education. And it's been wonderful. Let me tell you a story about one person before we take the break. Yeah. His name is Noor. Noor from a Muslim background. When his dad came to register with us, I said, this is a Christian boy's home. And he said, well, if you want to teach him about Jesus, fine with us, no problems. And Noor went at Christmas time, a few months after he was with us. Now he's in 11th grade. He came when he was in fourth grade. His dad called me and said, what did you do to my kid? I said, what did I do? I thought, wow, something terrible did I do? He said, my kid is different. He stopped swearing. He's not giving him a hard time. He's a well-behaved child. So I'm really thankful. Also, in the home, we have children that come for uh, hot meal and study time and boys and girls. So it doesn't matter to us. And we have a sponsorship that people can call us or write us and be glad to let them sponsor some children, whether it be female, male, Christian, Muslim, Jew, it doesn't really matter. A child is a child. We can see that the, the Word of God, what you're teaching is changing lives because family has been changed. You can see the change in them, so we, we're very happy. Now, we know that this cannot happen without the support of folks volunteering their time and giving financially. So we're hoping that some of our listen, listeners and, and viewers will see this program and want to support um, and sponsor some of the work that you're doing in the Holy Land. But just before we continue, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Discovering the Power of Joy by Pastor Alistair Smiley. I recommend this book to everyone, not just Christians, but everyone at large. Bishop Don Apife. This book is a masterpiece. Dr. Kazumpa Charles. Pastor Smiley does more than appeal to feelings. It is a book that clarifies the meaning of joy. Clarence Duff, PhD. The morning rays of the sun are breaking beyond the cloud of your darkness. Wake up now and get ready for your joy in the morning. Order your copy today. Welcome back. 
we're going to move on to uh, something very powerful here. We're going to talk about the garden tomb. You have served in Israel. You know more about the, the garden tomb more than a lot of individuals. And I want you to tie that to the word of God and, and tell us even some of the service that you're conducting there and also um, serving with other ministry and how that can come alive to us. As a matter of fact, we know that we're in the season of Lent and we know that Easter is coming up. Just ties that in to the Word of God for me. You know, when you come to the Holy Land, uh, people visit different places. For example, they visit areas in Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, they visit Nazareth, they visit Bethlehem. But to me, one of the most important places to visit is Jerusalem. We have what we call the garden tomb. In the garden tomb, there we have the grave, but the grave is empty. And as you look into the door and you go in, you will find an empty tomb. And what I like about the empty tomb, because it is what Jesus said to Mary, why, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Amen. Now, inside the walls of the garden tomb, it's a beautiful garden. There we gather at Easter time, and we bring Palestinian Christians and also Messianic and international people into the garden. And we have a service together. Inside the garden, there is love. There is unity. There is the worship of the resurrected Christ. Outside the wall, Jews and Palestinians, you will see the hatred and the wars and the fights. But inside the garden, you will find us as Jews, as Christians, and as international people worshiping the resurrected Christ. Amen. And it's so wonderful to see that. Amen. And we, we will have Arabic songs and sometimes maybe English songs, Hebrew songs. We have a speaker who speaks Arabic. We have a Jew who's a speaker in Hebrew or in English. And it's been really wonderful to see three to four hundred people each year gather in that garden tomb and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And the focus is on one person. On one person. And That's right. the Lord Jesus Christ. Exactly. So we can see how the cross or the garden tomb in particular unite um, different folks from different backgrounds to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's right. You know, when tourists come to the Holy Land, they visit Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, they see the Mount of Beatitude, they go to Nazareth, uh, then they go to Bethlehem. But, you know, the most significant place to me is Jerusalem. Why? Because there we have the empty tomb. Amen. And to me, the empty tomb means a lot to me. Because Jesus told Mary, why are you looking for the living among the dead? So Jesus is alive. Amen. Because he's alive, we have the Savior, the friend, and hope in him. Now, what I like about the garden tomb, where we believe that Jesus, maybe he was buried there, because there is another tomb uh, there. But what I like about this tomb, there's a garden there, beautiful garden. And then there is the empty tomb. And we have a yearly Easter service there where we bring the Messianic and we bring the Palestinian Christians and we bring the international people. Now inside there is love, there is unity, there is worship, worship for 
Jesus Christ, the resurrected one. And we can have uh, Hebrew speaker, uh, Arabic speaker. So we, I organize it because I am the president of the Council of Local Evangelical Churches in the Holy Land. And God has been really good. Now, what's significant about this? This is a little heaven to see the worship of people can get along outside the walls of the garden tomb, where is hatred and killing and problems and no unity. But inside, you would see Jews, Arabs, international worshiping Christ. One of the sites that I like, when one time a Jewish pastor and myself just being at the pulpit and hugging each other. What a sight, you know. And I believe the answer for world problems, the wars around the world, the fights between the Jews and the Palestinians and in the Arab world, I believe it's Jesus Christ who is the savior, the friend, and hope. And there is no other hope. People are hopeless, but we have hope in the resurrected Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. I would like to invite you to come to experience where Jesus walked in Jerusalem, where Jesus was buried and rose, to have that feeling of the resurrection and show you what God is doing in the Holy Land, among the people of the Holy Land. This is a small city, you can say. We pray and we believe that Ramle is going to be a better place because of the little of the people that are believers here. So our prayers is that uh, someday, especially in the next generation, we'll have uh, more people that not just coming to church, but people that love the Lord and uh, serve Jesus where my heart is, is through worship. And my wife and I have been blessed to, to be able to, to use that to reach the hearts of people with the good news of Jesus Christ. God is building his church. God wants life. God wants the people to, to live and, and wherever they are. The city of Ramallah is located in the heart of the West Bank. Ramallah means the hill of God. And what a great privilege it is for us to come in and say, hey, there is hope and that hope is found in Jesus Christ. And in this town we have a local evangelical church as well as a home for needy Palestinian children. We have 40 boys that we sponsor. Some we sponsor outside the home and some we sponsor within the home. I mean, this is a land that the whole world is paying attention to, right? And there are all sorts of thoughts about prophecies and their interpretation and where the Holy Land fits. And the people here are almost viewed as figures, or I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, we can do missions everywhere else in the world, but everyone here, Muslim, Jewish, or Christian, they, we need Jesus. We need Jesus. We're hopeless without Him. I feel that in the circumstances that they live in, it seems though there's no hope that they're surrounded by political tensions all the time. They're surrounded by the wall that separates Israel from the West Bank. We are trying to apply what Jesus told us to do, is to be with the widows, the kids, the, the, those in need, those who seek, those who thirsty, those who need anything. The first time I heard about those cases and that families have problems and things like that, and there was, uh, 
Akid Tariq Awad. His father was killed and burned. And I knew that in, in our neighborhood, and I knew that this man was his father. So I said, those cases are need, need to be held. Or, and so I started coming more and more. And then when they said the house father is leaving to get married, I said, I can come. Uh, my favorite part about the home of new life is seeing the kids develop year after year. And even those who leave, they, they start want to come back. So I see that we are doing something good. This is what I believe success is all about. Investing our lives in other people's lives. And I'll tell you, one of these days when we go up to heaven, we will see the fruit and we'll see what God has done. I ask you to continue to pray for us. I ask you to continue to support us. Thank you. Discovering the Power of Joy by Pastor Alistair Smiley. I recommend this book to everyone, not just Christians, but everyone at large. Bishop Don Epiphe. This book is a masterpiece. Dr. Kazumpa Charles. Pastor Smiley does more than appeal to feelings. It is a book that clarifies the meaning of joy. Clarence Duff, PhD. The morning rays of the sun are breaking beyond the cloud of your darkness. Wake up now and get ready for your joy in the morning. Order your copy today. Breaking news. You can now watch Pastor Alistair Smiley. If we do not forgive others, neither will our Heavenly Father forgive our sin. On the www.kitvnetwork.com With the Life by Design show, where God is turning impossibility into reality every Saturday at 2.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. every Sunday at 7.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also watch on Kingdom Insight TV. You can also listen on iTunes by using your iPhone or tablet. Simply put the name Alistair Smiley in the search bar and you can listen on the go. Please let us know where you're watching us at pastoracmiley at gmail.com.
This has been a presentation of Life by Design with Pastor Alistair Smiley, where God is turning impossibilities into reality. Please drop us a line. Send us your prayer request at the address shown on the screen. Thank you for watching.